Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome to the H&J Daily Podcast. We're bringing you throughout the World Cup. And what did we like in the show today, Andy? Well, we had a bit of a chat about things uh, in the World Cup and various other things. A bit of Wimbledon sort of crept in there and then uh, you spooked out Marcel uh, van der Kran our uh, Dutch correspondent yeah that a, bit of a bit of a scary story a scary story Luke Edwards came on and told us about what he did during the uh, shootout the other yeah. night and that was good fun um, we had a sort of second bit of chat which was sort of quite reasonable it's I quite guess. forensic your list isn't yes. it you want to put Kellner. the time ins in Martin Kellner he was good he was good, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was having so, a pop. He was, he was on the front foot. was off his long yeah. run today. And uh, we had a couple of things, really. Uh, TV formats for Kenneth Anderson. You yeah. might hear a few of those. And also what you're going to be doing on Saturday if you're not able to watch the match. Yeah, so you told us about that. So here it all is. And we've got now a couple of extra clips, which we thought were a little bit much for the live show. So you've got a bonus. A bit rude. A bit rude. So they're coming up shortly. <laughs> Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with you through until four here on Talk Sport where this afternoon. Never mind Steve Freeth. What about TV formats for Kenny Anderson we just heard from the former <laughs> Sweden player? It's, uh, it's a great show he did on the Swedish radio. What's the frequency, Kenny? And uh, the one where he, he kind of tested his pain threshold. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Um, it can't hurt Kenny. <laughs> I might try that. Coming up over the next... No, well, next three hours between now and four. It's yeah. the same thing. That's what All I wrote the, here. That's why I wrote it down for you to make it easier. It. So don't start it. riffing on it. <laughs> All the latest ahead of England, Sweden. We'll check in on the Belgian camp as they prepare for Brazil. And we'll hear about the fascinating parallel life of our big match referee. We'll take your calls, emails, texts and tweets. We want to know your Saturday rearrangements. Are you currently trying to get oh, yeah. yourself out of stuff? What have you managed to do? What are you tied into? Uh, let us know. Uh, quite a lot of cricket clubs. Some cricket clubs. Uh, Clubs are finding they can be fairly flexible. Their league will allow them to. Mm. And a lot aren't. They're saying they'll get fined if they move games. Yeah, I've got a solution. Something I did in 2006. There's all this plus as France... I haven't finished yet. Sam Billing's going to join us as well. He once scored a hat-trick against Spurs. He'll be uh, telling us more about it. All this plus... uh, France-Uruguay takes prize tomorrow and we'll bring you Clips of the Week. Uh, Martin Kellner and Todd Macklin a day early and we'll discover where Sir Gareth ranks amongst history's great waistcoat wearers. Yeah, where is he? In the top ten of great waistcoat mm. wearers, where does Sir Gareth, uh, as he's now known, fit? Yes, I don't know. There was an editorial. No, just, let's not bot the show. I've been doing this for 18 years, mate. It's always been exactly the same at the top. Uh, seven minutes. <laughs> like it's breaking with protocol today. <laughs> is, is it playing jazz that makes you think you can just go into a solo? Yeah. 
Um, seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. <laughs> Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everyone. Nathan, carry on. Yes, no, they have uh, the son of call for uh, Gareth to be knighted, which I think <clears throat> might be a touch previous, given mm. that if we don't win on Saturday, I think that everyone will steam into it. Well, they shouldn't. Of course they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, that's we shouldn't the way... steam into the team. But, you They've know... got to a quarterfinal, oh, which no. we said we'd all be happy with. Well, Let's remember right. that if it doesn't go our way no, on Saturday. I, I agree with you 100%. We can look forward to the uh, Euros much more than we could this World Cup. We've got a good young side. And oh, so yeah. That, I'd like to think they, they don't tense up. They play without that pressure because they've got as far as everybody felt they could. Yeah, they can just go out and enjoy it. And everything and, now uh, is a bonus. It's all looking good for t- 2022. I agree with you. Uh, now, uh, some tennis news, though, first, because I quite like this story. Mm. Uh, Tim Henman is... Uh, have you seen this? No. His former British number one, Tim Henman, is training dogs to act as ball boys. Good idea, isn't for, it? Yeah, for the championship uh, tennis event that he does at the Royal Albert Hall. He's also training... Uh, he's teaching Prince, the dog from That's Life, to say, Come on, Tim. Is he going to say, come on, Tim? I do, I can't, I'm trying to think of any words in tennis that would suit Prince. I can't think of any off the top of my say, head. Come on, Tim, the trouble is, though, yeah. I mean, dogs fetching the balls mm. is one thing. But, you know, they don't take a comfort break like the ball boys do. They'll just do it where they stand. And also they'll chew the ball up. So it'll be like new do, balls yeah. after every... Well, if anything like really. my dog, you won't get the ball back off of it. It becomes <laughs> a game of tug. So it makes a much longer game. It'll be quite tricky, yeah. really. And I was reading about uh, Richard <clears throat> Baker, the mm. first person to read the television news on the BBC. Mm. Uh, um, he's just turned 93. That's amazing. And he lives in a retirement community where he cuts stories out of newspapers and reads them to other residents over supper, like he still does the news. So I was thinking, I could do that when I'm in a home. Yeah. I'm doing like the birthday mm. spread and all the things mm. we do on the show. Funny enough, well. straight after the show, it's a place I want you to come and see. <laughs> it's really nice, Andy. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah, I think I will, actually. And what we'll do is we'll buy you like a, a, a microphone, a, a plastic microphone. You can just keep doing the show every day between one and four. <laughs> so should somebody tell him. That's right. <laughs> and uh, a fake Comrex up there. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice well. one for all you radio heads well, out there. People do like a bit of technical chat. Yeah. Um, Bjorn Kuypers, the referee you mentioned, so we're going to talk yeah. about him. He earns millions from his supermarket chain Jumbo. He does, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They sell whistles? I wonder they might do. Whistles? Oh, they might, yeah, they, <laughs> they might, might do. do, yeah. Okay, well, we'll find <laughs> out. We're going to get uh, Marcel <laughs> van der Kran on to tell us all about it. I think it's good when a referee's independently working yeah. there because it means he's, he's a, he would be anyway, but he's above any suspicion. You know, there's nothing, he doesn't even need the job. He's just doing it because he loves it. He must it. be tempted to say it to occasionally to players if they're in his face, and I don't need this, mate. You know, I don't, I don't, I just do this for fun. I'm minted. <laughs> I've got more money than you, yeah, fella. That's right. Yeah, yeah considering richer than you. Mm. And uh, Theresa May. May couldn't watch the shootout. She said it was too stressful. She's not the only one. Does she do the same when she's faced with EU negotiator John Barnier? She probably, yeah. I couldn't face <laughs> going into that room. I, can't I just face walked it. around outside. That doesn't bode well, does it? A good tweet from David Ospina's sister. She's uh, She got onto Twitter, so did many, many other people. Yeah. And uh, what did she say? I'm doing, a, I'm doing a David Priest situation here. She had a go at the ref, didn't she? She had a right go at the ref. That's right. She said, ref, what would you say? I want to strangle you. Nice. That's a bit harsh, really, isn't it? Mm. He's only doing his job. uh, Anyway, David Ospina's sister, not happy there. And uh, I like these letters. People have been writing in. Everyone gets involved with football, don't they? So, you know. We don't normally uh, care about football this time time of year, yeah. yeah. Uh, I get fed up with ex football player pundits such as Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer saying England should do this, England should do that. How many World Cup trophies have they won, says Ed Chandler of Alford Links? Well, they both got to semi finals of major tournaments, which is probably a bit further than you, Ed, but never. 
never mind. Don't yeah. Let that stop you. That's told him. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? No, that's perfectly entitled to speak, I'd say. And um, what a game. Colombia's villainous tactics were planned, connived and orchestrated, mm. says David Lockyer of Hans. Uh, all they required to complete their malevolence was a pathetic ref. What did they get? A mouse, a mouse. Oh, I see. Red cards should be floated around. What did they get? The a mouse, a mouse. Is this yeah. Shakespeare you're doing there? <laughs> Red cards should have floated around the stadium like confetti. Var, bar. I don't even get this at all. Is he? This bloke is written like a this beat letter. poet. But it's this bit. No team should have to put up with what our young men suffered. Colombia should be banned from the next World Cup. Does it actually say in there, a mouse, a mouse? No, it says a mouse. I read it twice. Why, why a mouse? Uh, well, I think what I mean is. Uh, all they required to complete their malevolence was a pathetic ref. What did they get? A mouse. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, but there was Sorry. no full stop after mouse, so okay. it got a bit confusing. Sorry. But, you know, never mind. But I don't think Colombia should be banned from the World Cup. I mean, they were appalling, but they're not the first team in the history of football to be play football like that, are they? Mark Fillmore says, what about you cannot be serious? Um, panel of comedians try and make him laugh that's a good idea that's a very good idea um, we're told by James in Leamington Spa that his band had agreed an afternoon slot at our local music festival oh, on Saturday dear. at 4.30 good, it? we've managed to push it back to 5.15 but if extra time pens are played um, he said that we'll be playing with a non-existent crowd and probably he won't be playing a tour I wouldn't think well Stormzy did it you see that he basically he, for the end of the pens yeah. he sort of said I'm going to take a break and watch the pens that was good who so else he came um, off stage and, oh, and Emily Sandy did something similar didn't she she yeah. was sort of allowed for it and you know isn't she Scottish yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Fair enough. Fair. Well, God bless her. Well done. I think she's saying coming home. I've got a feeling she might have done. Well, it's what you mean, three lines? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Not some other song called coming <laughs> well, home. Well, it's not, it's not called coming <laughs> home, is it? Yeah, that's right. He's saying coming home. <laughs> well, you know, we all it could be it. It, one of Ke- it could be one of Kenneth McKellar's. <laughs> there we are. Football's coming home. That brings Rita Ora's got a song called coming home. Is she really? Yeah. Apparently. Maybe she sang that instead. This is getting very confusing, Andy. Since a mouse, a mouse, I feel really thrown. <laughs> um, what about that? Kenneth Four says Alex, <laughs> just board games and that. I can't take that to ITV, Alex. That's not good enough. We can't really. go into ITV and say <laughs> Kenneth Four, just board games and that. We need a bit more flesh on the bones. Um, this Justin says, uh, this is Justin from Justin. He says, I'm catering for a uh, a biker wedding in the north of Ireland. That that should be a quiet do. Mm. Was it a few things on sticks, volivants, food at five p.m., barbecue getting lit at three p.m. Doing another barbecue for a birthday next Wednesday, too. No sympathy from the locals. So, uh, yeah, the the Irish, they're not feeling sorry for an an Englishman there abroad who's having to work during the pens. So what have you tried to get out of? What are you basically committed to? We've heard a lot about weddings and stuff and people putting up. You can't put up a big screen in the church. That's Mm. pushing it a bit, isn't it? I've got one for you. Yeah? Do you Kenneth John Peel? Oh, that's nice. Uh, Yeah, Swedish midfielder goes through the uh, fabulous record collection of the late, great DJ. Okay. And then sort of oh, that's his all right. Yeah, so I, it works I, quite I, well. I think. Yeah, more a radio show. I'd, I'd say, certainly yeah. listen to that. Yeah. So anyway, um, what are you getting out of? Let us know this afternoon. We're going to find out more about the referee shortly because he has got an amazing story. Independently wealthy. I don't think that many. I don't know if John Moss is the, the heir to some sort of fantastic. Maybe he's the Lord of the Manor. I don't <laughs> know. Imagine. Maybe they're all minted. Yeah. They'll do it for fun. Yeah, that's it. Um, who's the Mike mon- Dean's an oligarch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He owns the oil industry. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's minted among the the referees in this country? Ooh, Maybe there's a deep throat out there who can let us know. Oh, yeah, that'll be true. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. <laughs> now, um, uh, we, we asked yeah. earlier on, did we have any uh, referees in this country that match the wealth of um, the referee who will be in charge 
of the big game, mm. uh, Mr. Kuipers, this weekend, the Dutch referee. He is independently wealthy. Uh, he's earned millions from his supermarket chain, Jumbo, and he also owns a, a hair salon. Ooh, um, our initial research tells us that we can't uh, claim quite the same in the Premier League. John Moss was a headmaster. Martin Atkinson was a policeman. Oh, yeah. And Mike Dean used to pluck chickens in a poultry factory. Wow. Well, so our so research what? tells us. That's so, incredible. Uh, so <laughs> probably not on the same financial level uh, uh, as the man who'll take charge at the weekend. Let's find out a little bit more about him now. Marcel van der Kran. We're glad we can turn to our Dutch football expert during the World Cup. We thought we wouldn't have the opportunity, but we have. Hi, Marcel. Hi, guys. Well, at least... Something Dutch to be proud of, hopefully. Well, yeah. look, we are, we've, you have been missed. You play some lovely football generally. I know mm. you're having a bit of a lean time of it at the moment. So before we talk about the referee, how's the tournament gone down in Holland? Um, have people been watching? The TV figures been good? And what have you made of it personally? Oh, absolutely. I'm here in Moscow now and uh, travelling all over the place. But um, uh, in Holland, in the, well, from what I'm, the feedback I'm getting is viewing figures are fantastic. Mm. Most exciting game so far, the England game against Colombia, really, really brilliant. It even topped the German game because, of course, we love the Germans to go out. You know, we, 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 that was an absolute cracker for us when they went out. Of course. Nothing better than to see a German team <laughs> crashing. So you say you're in Moscow, uh, Marcel? Yes, travelling to Nizhny Novgorod uh, tonight for the uh, France-Uruguay game tomorrow to see our favourite Luis Suarez. Uh, our, our producer just said, uh, just back up, and he says that you're staying in a hotel that Annie and I spent a night in the uh, the, the uh, Dynamo, the Ibis Dynamo Hotel. Yeah, near the which, stadium. Which we Absolutely stayed. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. The only thing I could I'm find... Of, with two, two, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm going to say, the only thing we could find of note about it, uh, Marcel, was the... Was the ghost? Yeah, have you heard the, the ghost story about in, uh, in in the hotel? The ghost story. Yeah, ghost, oh, yeah, ghost yeah, story. Yeah, 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 ghost story. Legend story. This. Um, it's the ghost of uh, Lev Yashin, the great Russian goalkeeper who played for uh, uh, Dinamo. Um, he basically you you feel it, he jumps on your bed. <laughs> you can feel him. <laughs> yeah, and he you basically feel it. You're lying in your bed and you feel you feel like someone's d- dived on top of you, and it, it's 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 the ghost of room nine five two. That's the one. That's that's where everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what, what room are you in, Marcel? I will tell you what, the only ghost I saw this week was two uh, metal brokers from uh, London <clears throat> who, who travelled to this game for England. And <clears throat> um, we came back and they were celebrating all night. And at one point, one of them had to go to bed because, right. you know, uh, he'd, he'd really celebrated too much. <clears throat> and when everybody thought he, he was asleep, he turned up again and he says, I can't have it that you're all celebrating here and I'm lying in bed. No matter, you know, how many drinks he'd had. Yeah. But it was really funny. And we thought that was a ghost all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, back yeah, in the bar. probably is. They've done that classic where you come back down to the bar. Yeah, you feel like you've, you're not finished. You have unfinished business with the bar. So I don't think there'll be a statue of him outside Dinamo Stadium. I think there probably won't Have be. you seen the Lev Yashin statue? It's just in the park next to the stadium. Um, if you're, near, the, near the tube station. Yeah, if you're walking back to the metro, Marcel, I miss a bit of a local thing, but yeah. you're walking back to the metro, just walk beyond the metro, keep going. Turn to your left, there's a park, and there is a statue of uh, Yashin. It's well worth seeing. It's, it's fantastic. It really is brilliant. Mm. Oh, it, it, it's the one which was attacked by the England fan yesterday. Oh, no, 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 no. I think no, that no. was elsewhere. No, no he, that was another player. Yeah. That was a um, yeah. Spartak player, I think. Right. That was yeah. pretty poor. But actually. if you get a chance, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant bit of uh, sculpture, so go and check it out. Anyway, the referee. Um, independently wealthy, a man who doesn't need to referee, does it purely for fun. I mean, he sounds like an interesting mm. character. Well, he is. Bjorn yeah. Kuypers is a... Um, a really, you know, a classy referee. Um, it's refereeing in Holland has been 
way above all the others, absolute top guy. And at the same time, if you meet him on your holidays, he'd be camping in a tent next to you in a little place in France, and you think he's, he'd be your next-door neighbor chatting about anything. He's down to earth, and yet he's not influenced, not impressed by any of the superstars, because I do think it plays a part that financially he's massively independent. Um, he knows his stuff. He, he doesn't need anything out of football to be rich or to, to he doesn't need his, his living out of football, out of refereeing. And I do think that helps because that's how he comes across on that pitch as well. How does he find time to run a business and be a full-time <clears throat> referee? Because, you know, it's pretty demanding, isn't it, during the season? Well, he's well organised and I think he's a very clever guy. I w- it'd be too arrogant to say he's one of the cleverest referees as well. I mean, he's already the richest, probably. So, um, But when you talk to him, his eye for detail, his, his um, power of analytics is really brilliant. And that probably tops it or ticks all the boxes when he's on the pitch. Uh, he can't do it on his own anymore in this World Cup. You do need your VAR because of so much happening. We've seen it, seen it in the Colombian games. The, the stuff happening behind you, behind Mark Geiger, uh, left, right and centre, and uh, he couldn't master it. But Kuypers seems to, you know, have a pretty sharp eye for everything, and I do think he's absolutely fond, from what I've heard, of uh, refereeing England against Sweden. He, he considers it as an absolute cracker. Has he finally he still have a chance hmm, at the final? never seen England play Sweden before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're normally quite dull affairs. But um, what about the final? Is it? I mean, is it still possible he could get that, having got a quarter-final? Yes, uh, it was one of the key things, I think, for him to have a referee, uh, to have a match to referee mm. in this uh, round, because you don't want, in the final, a referee who's only been in the group stages and in the eighth finals, because then there is too long a gap where he would be sitting, you know, in in a room on the top of a floor in uh, in Moscow, like we all did. Um, he he needs to have a bit of a flow, and I think if he has a game in the weekend, then he would have one week to build up, and probably out of the three top referees, he's he's, he's one of the favourites. Good stuff. Good to talk to you, Marcel. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Thanks very much. Uh, excuse me. Oh, Dad. Just... Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Coming up in the second hour of the show, Nigel Adley joins us from the England camp. He just played darts with Jack Buckland. We'll get a report on that. Um, we'll chat to Mark Irwin from The Sun as well, out and about at the World Cup. Bet365's very own Steve Freeth will join us. And Christoph yeah, we finally t- run out of ideas. I think, well, look, we're, we're going to see the broadcasters with the many ideas you sent us during our time in Russia. But Kenneth Anderson we've moved on to now. Yeah. Kenneth Anderson, we feel we can make him a TV star. Mm. You've been suggesting some formats for him. You cannot change the law of physics. <laughs> Kenneth discusses <laughs> science stuff, says Gordon in Falkirk. Thank you, Gordon. Kenneth Anderson goes around mm. people's houses asking if he can volley their belongings around the garden. Mm. Uh, called Kenneth Kick It. Work, <laughs> what it? about Kenneth Like Beckham? Yeah, a former Swedish midfielder takes over as top look uh, Beck's lookalike from Andy Hamer. 
Oh, that's nice. Yes, that's pretty good. Can it um, like Beckham? I quite like that. Okay. I cannot believe it's not butter. The former Swedish <laughs> midfielder takes a close look at the British dairy industry. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. And in particular, differences between margarine and butter, says <laughs> yeah, Ben, the Spurs fan. Good idea, fan. that one. You can see that on uh, sort of... Uh, Channel 4. Channel 4. It's yes, got a bit of Channel 4 of, about yeah, it. We'll it go, really I'll yeah. make an appointment, Andy. We'll go and see him with that one. <laughs> okay. Um, other things you're doing this weekend. Yeah. Um, this comes from Rev in Reading. He says, I'm spending the weekend on the famous Heart of Wales train journey. 20 stops of very small villages, even if we find a pub with a TV for the game. It's in Wales. But I think the Welsh should be oh, watching. The Welsh right? should be watching. Yeah, of course they will. Likewise, we had, a, we had somebody else get in touch. Um, Chris says, um, my wife and I go to Amsterdam for the weekend. Me of little faith in Gareth and the boys, wondering where I'll be able to watch it and what the Dutch attitude to England and the World Cup will be. Well, we heard from Marcel. Mm. They're loving the World Cup. And you're in Amsterdam, Chris. There are about 50 Irish bars every 10 yards. It'll be full of England fans on stag dues. It'll be like being in a pub at home. So I don't think you'll struggle. No. Um, so keep those coming, whether it's your formats for Kennet or indeed the other things you're trying to get out of this weekend. Um, talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to TSH&J. T-S-H-A-N-D-J. I, I like this one from the uh, Times Court Circular, you know, the sort of marriages, deaths and oh, births. Yeah. This is a marriage. Uh, F.T. Snowball, Mr. F.T. Snowball. Mr. F.T. Snowball. Has married Miss L.E. York. See, that relationship soon got out of hand. Hey, Thank no, you. beautiful. What you like that? It's my daughter's <laughs> third birthday party, says Devon. Uh, and it was meant to be starting at 3 p.m., he says. Yeah. Safe to say it's now starting at 12 and the dads are all happy. See, that's that's good. That's your thinking on your well, feet think, there, Devin. You've done I exactly the right makes, thing. That makes a lot of completely, sense. Completely. Completely makes sense. You've got to do that. Now, oh, uh, yeah. Andy, the yeah. one thing, what's the, uh, the garment everybody's talking about at the moment, thanks to Sir Gareth, is indeed the waistcoat or waistcoat, if you waistcoat, prefer. Yeah. The waistcoat has mm. become a big deal. The papers are full of pictures of them, and you've got stuff like this on Twitter, of course, on Twitter. I'm buying a waistcoat and living in it until we reach the final, <laughs> says Emil. No, you're not, Emil. You're just saying that, aren't you? The thing about the waistcoat is yeah. that it's got to fit you. If it, if it comes with the suit and it's and it's not, it's a bit tight, it can often be a bit tight. Mm. It doesn't look good when it's all bursting through, you know. Well, I thought we maybe we could build some. I mean, they've got to be waistcoats, not waistcoats under a jacket, because that's just part of a suit. But people mm. who wear waistcoats on their own. So we'll give you a few that you can add to the top ten, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Woody from Toy Story. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, good. Is Gareth better yes. than him, would you say? Mm, no. The Joker. He wears a waistcoat. He certainly does really? in the latter uh, Batman films. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, not a bad no, one. I'm going Gareth. There. You're going okay. Gareth is more he's more famous. Yeah, okay. more famous waistcoat wearer. I, do, I, I don't automatically associate 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 the yeah. Joker with the waistcoat. What about Francis Rossi from Status Quo? That's a man yeah, that can a, wear yeah. a standalone waistcoat with a white T-shirt underneath. I see that. I see that as a definite. Do you think Gareth will? Looks like his collarless shirts, old Francis. I think Gareth might move on to a leather waistcoat at different times I did a bit warm in Samara for leather wasn't it It Top Cat TC yeah he wears he's a man who wears well he's a cat wears a standalone uh, waistcoat that's not too bad probably one of the most famous ones he doesn't wear trousers does he though Top Cat I'd have to remind myself I mean no he doesn't he's basically he doesn't you know you can't no he doesn't wear any trousers he just wears a waistcoat and a hat of the same colour He's been arrested by Officer Dibble from Decent Exposure. (laughs) Well, that would be a good episode, wouldn't it? (laughs) Where are your trousers, TC? He doesn't doesn't wear any trousers. Do you want waistcoat facts? Yeah, go on. King Edward VII, um, apparently we're told, he was a big waistcoat wearer. Is he in the top ten? 
Oh yeah, he'd be in the top ten. He used to because uh, he's he's brought something to the world of uh, West Cottery. He um, he's got no idea. Um, he would unbutton uh, the yeah. bottom button after dinner of his waistcoat just to you know let it all hang out after oh, yeah, he, he'd had a bit of a, of a feed, yeah, like a bit like a suitcase with a bit more room. And that led yeah. to the fashion for leaving the bottom button unfastened on ah. single-breasted waistcoats that survives to this day. We're told. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Terry Thomas, absolute shall, the famous actor with a gap in, in his years, teeth, I who never, looked yeah. Never realised this. You were telling me on the phone this Who morning. I think looks a bit like um, Scott Carson, Terry Thomas and Scott Carson. <laughs> they do look very similar. Never see him in the same room. <laughs> same gap in the teeth. <laughs> well, probably because Terry died about 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Terry Thomas had a collection of 150 waistcoats. Yeah. Uh, his most expensive one was made of white mink. Can you see Gareth going out in a white yeah. mink waistcoat? You, my computer's still Thinks in you're Russia. In Russia. It's, it's a Tepu Tomach. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Tepu Tomach. <laughs> I don't know why my computer's still in Cyrillic. Ridiculous. <laughs> great. Uh, Terry actually founded the London Waistcoat Club, uh, whose members included John Pertwee of Doctor Who fame. Andy, this is all good yeah. stuff. Never mind your computer. I'm just realised I never even took this laptop to Russia. But it's in Russian. How's this happened? Oh, you've been done, mate. <laughs> yeah, They'll be happened. downloading all your bank details as we speak. <laughs> anyway, carry Stan on about. was right. Stan, carry on about Terry. That's it, Terry Thomas, 100, uh, 150 waistcoats, a member of the uh, waistcoat uh, club. So if you want to yeah. add to that, John Virgo, obviously. Yeah. John Virgo's in the top ten. So right. where does Gareth sit? Would you say he's top five? Well, yes, I would really? actually, yeah. Would you put him above Francis Rossi and Top Cat? No. Okay. He's <laughs> really taking this quite seriously. <laughs> well, Come on. How can you say that? Oh, it's 717. That's a disgrace. Are you saying? Are you saying? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> exactly. You have no idea there. Um, Kenneth Anderson's getting some good TV work. Simon in Fleet says, uh, can, it, can it get any better than Tiss? <laughs> Matt Letizia <laughs> completes a series of challenges with Kenneth. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. I quite like that works. Oh, this is nice. Uh, ben, the Spurs fan in Dartford. Uh, the Kenneth Everest Show. Yeah. Uh, film crew follows Kenneth as he attempts solo world record climb of the Himalayan mountain. All done in the best possible taste, obviously. Very good, yeah. Beautifully done there, Ben. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, see, well, I, I, I rather cruelly said to Luke that he bottled it. He couldn't watch the penalties. Yeah. Um, we found out yesterday somebody turned over. One of the listeners said they turned over and watched yeah, um, sure. Taskmasters. They mm. couldn't face it. No. Uh, John says, I'm afraid to say I bottled it too. I went to make my packed lunch for work the following day. He said, I'm never going to watch pens again. Like you said, Andrew, they all feel that's yeah, why England won, because they, they weren't watching it, the pens. It doesn't work like that. And I remember in Munich in 2012 when the, the penalty shootout happened. I, up to that point, I hadn't really watched penalties. I, I kept turning away. And, for, and then I thought, this is stupid. I'm going to miss probably the best moment in Chelsea history. I've got to watch. I've got to force myself to watch this penalty. Yeah. And, and I didn't. I was glad I didn't. After that, now I always watch them. Yeah, I don't know. Because you can't affect it. It's, no, you nothing, can't. it's nothing to do it's with that, you. That moment of raw excitement. Apart from my power cut, I would have watched them all. <laughs> anyway, keep them coming. Tell us what you're up to this weekend. Instead of watching the football and trying to get out of and also uh, your Kenneth Anderson TV format. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Me and Jacobs here on Talksport. It's time to get a World Cup update on a plate with Just Eat. Update on a plate on Talksport with Just Eat. The app for all your takeaway needs. Just Eat. Put it on a plate. And you're telling us about some of the weird and wonderful things you're doing this weekend and mm. attempting to get out of. Uh, Stuart from Scunthorpe says, on Saturday at 2.30, I'm going llama trekking in North Yorkshire. No. <laughs> a long-standing trip booked for my better half, so I can't let her down. Can I? Well, this is talk sports, Stuart. You know, yeah. what do you think? Organised um, by the former Germany captain, Philip Lama. Philip Lama, yeah, it's his, it's his new business. <laughs> um, this is a good one, though. Paul Butler says, I'll be at a Star Wars gathering in Liverpool yeah. with my son for his birthday, but I've just found out they'll be uh, showing the England game in the Star Wars bar. So is that a bit like the <laughs> weird sort of Jabbers sings? Everybody look like that. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Surely, if you're going to show it at a Star Wars convention, you've got to have a kind of Star Wars type commentary they've got to have a different commentary on yeah. so you get things like being referred to VAR that decision has <laughs> it's all got to be like that isn't it Paul surely <laughs> anyway, have a good time I'm glad you can watch the game uh, somebody uh, may not be watching the game because he cannot stand it now, certainly if we go by the penalties uh, the other night is a man we often turn to for football in the northeast the Telegraph's Luke Edwards he's written today about his uh, match night experience uh, when England played Colombia and uh, when it got to the pens, mm. uh, thankfully, uh, unlike uh, well, the players, he bottled it. <laughs> Hiya, Luke. Hello. You... Uh, I'm not sure bo- bottled it's the right word. <laughs> you could, <laughs> well. You could have a stroll you... in, the, in, in the very pleasant evening sunshine, that was all. You left, you left, you couldn't, you couldn't take more disappointment. I mean, I think all of us kind of sense, we've, we felt that it's, it's going to happen again. So you, you took leave of the people you'd watched the the uh, the hundred and twenty minutes with and went for a yeah, stroll. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I had I, I'd even invited people round and uh, yeah, I just just um, decided I, I found a cigarette from somewhere I haven't smoked for years and I <laughs> and I and I, uh, and I disappeared. I just said I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a walk. I had to try something. I just could, I I couldn't see them winning. It, it just looked like the same old story, and I, I just couldn't put myself through. As I say in the piece of all going right back, stretching back to 1990 when I was 12 years old and going off the bed in floods of tears. I, I couldn't, you know, it had been one after another since then throughout my entire life. I just, and I thought, I've got to try something different. And I, I have to say, <laughs> as soon as I stepped out, it was a gorgeous pink sunset. Um, absolutely beautiful. Streets were deserted, as you can imagine. And as soon as I stepped out of the street, I thought, you know what, I feel... I felt good. I wouldn't say I felt confident, but mm. I felt I felt in a in a happy place. And um, it was a, a very... Um, 
surreal is probably the wrong word, but it was it was a very enjoyable experience sort of walking, as you can imagine, as England bakes under this summer heat wave. Everybody had their windows open, so where I live is you know there's a lot of houses around, and I walked sort of down to the bottom of the of the cul-de-sac and I could hear Henderson miss his penalty and then I sort of walked back round and looped the loop round the block <laughs> and I could basically hear the penalty shootout unfolding um, through all these open windows. So um, I think that's me That's me done. I'm never watching another penalty shootout involving England ever again. I'll just, I'll just head out. It's wherever I am, wherever I may be, I'll just head out. I'm fascinated by the psychology of avoiding penalties, the superstition and, and the psychology of avoiding it. I mean, you think of Jurgen Klopp. Here's a man who, who spends so much time scientifically preparing his team, doing all the things you could do, you know, all, the way they run Liverpool and everything like that. Yet when it comes to a penalty, he can't look. He has to turn his back. And you think, well, that's mad. That makes no sense at all. You know, logically, you can't influence it. You can't. I mean, no. somebody says to me, "Oh, they always lose when I'm I come around or something." Like that. You think, "Well, it's nothing to do with you." You know, they, you know, Eric Dyer doesn't know whether Luke Edwards has gone for a walk. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> well, maybe he did. Do you know what I mean, on though? A higher level. On a higher level, he might have known. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone. Uh, I will. I will never watch another one. I mean, honestly, I, I, that that's me done now. Um, whenever no, England have a penalty shootout, unless I'm at the game and unfortunately working, but I think even then I might try and leave. I mean, wherever I'll go down with my bosses, I don't know, but. I think I'm just, I know I'm, I'm not going to watch another one. And funnily enough, I've just heard people talking about where they're going to be this England game. My friend is celebrating his birthday this weekend. And uh, stupidly, he's always, his partner has booked a bar in Manchester, which must be the only bar in Manchester that hasn't got any sort of television screens on wow. whatsoever. Oh, no. So, so basically, this party starts at two o'clock, and I think by three o'clock, absolutely, there's going to be nobody left there, and we're all, <laughs> everybody's going to have left to watch the England game. So, uh, including himself, I think, for the sounds of things. So, um, unless the bar get a television somewhere, then uh, they won't be making any money that afternoon. How many priests and uh, vicars this weekend are going to be asked? Uh, what's your Wi-Fi password? I mean, they're, you could, they're definitely, aren't they? The people are going to go saying, well, I'm, I'm, you know, we would, they'll say to the bride and groom, we wouldn't have missed it for the world. Look, it's a game of football. This is your big day. And then on the slice, say, the old Virgil, the vicar said, what's the Wi-Fi part? You've got a Wi-Fi. Well, it's going to be real weddings. Yeah. weddings. Can you imagine weddings? Yeah. Going to be, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, normally, if you think about a wedding, it's sort of any time the ceremony can be any sort of time, really, from, from probably midday onwards. You're, yeah. going to get, you're going to get weddings this weekend. It's peak wedding season. You're going to get people... Basically, choose it. I mean, people just won't go. I mean, it will, I, mean I, I say that. I mean, also, they're certainly be outside the church watching on their phone. I mean, it's going to cause carnage. So it's the England's biggest yeah, game. For, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Years, isn't I it? think you have to, if you've organised a wedding, it's very unlucky, but you've got to make allowances for it. You've got to go and let people have Embrace a, it, you think. Embrace yeah, it, especially married. if it's towards the end or the penalty shootout or something like that, if it goes to that. You've got to let people watch. I mean, what about a mixed marriage, though? Scots and English or English oh, yeah. and Welsh? Oh, that's, or, you know, point, that, yeah. that, that's when it becomes mm. a problem. That's I mean, true. they're you know they're, they're common on the on these islands of ours, um, you know. So yeah. I don't know, but it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, I mean, I will watch it. Of course, I will do. Um, and I just think that with penalties, I've stumbled across something that works for me. And there will be mm. people listening to this show who will probably all have their own routines now because England have have finally managed to win one, and um, it's been pretty traumatic. And I think on the wider issue, it, it has. It has lifted that huge psychological barrier, I think, yeah. for England doing well in the tournament. Um, even though I think something of only two or fourteen teams have gone on to win the next game after winning a penalty shootout, but um, it's a wonderful chance. I don't think we've had a better chance to get into it to a final probably in in my lifetime. When you look at the, the pathway now, um, and hopefully, hopefully, this is this is the time.
There's been a lot of, uh, finally, lots of um, feature pieces today about Jordan Pickford. And uh, I'm sure the England boys were delighted when they got the papers sent over to him. They saw all these pictures of him as a little boy. <laughs> Somebody's put them out there and they must have given him some real clog today. But it's, that's your that's your... Um, that's your part of the world, of course, yeah. football-wise. So you've probably spoken to him along the way, haven't you? In his uh, Sunderland yeah, no, days. Yeah, fairly well. No, I'm fairly well. Yeah, certainly. Re- really nice, down-to-earth lad. I mean, that's the only way I can describe him. There, there were no thrills about him. There was none of, none of the celebrity. I mean, I know he was in his first season at Sunderland when I when I interviewed him properly. But everybody who dealt with him, and it's not just Sunderland. I mean, obviously, I, I you know, Carlisle was nowhere mm. near the northeast. If you look at a map, there, you know, in theory, I, they would also be on my patch. Darlington, where he played, everyone you talk to who's come across Jordan will only have good things to say about him. And in, in the same way, that funny enough, that they would have the same good things to say about Jordan Henderson. Both of them came through the Sunderland Academy, and Sunderland have had huge problems, as we know, and as we've talked about frequently over the last few years. But those two players playing for England really are a credit to, to their academy and the staff there, Kevin Ball and, and people like that. And Jordan is he's a really really nice really grounded um he, and I think you know he like Jordan the two Jordans they've made the most of their ability and they've got the right mentality and I think what we've seen is you know we've seen that come out for England now we've seen, we've seen what sort of characters they are we've seen Jordan Henderson at Liverpool what sort of character he is to turn it around there where he, he wasn't the most popular and they tried to sell him under Brendan Rodgers but he's dug it in he's now he's now captain and Jordan Pickford, you know, he was Everton's best player last season, Britain's most expensive goalkeeper. Huge pressure on him. He's only a young man. He's taken all that in his stride. And now he's doing exactly the same for England at the World Cup. So I'm delighted for him. But I'm also delighted in these dark times for Sunderland that they've had two sort of ambassadors for Macam ambassadors, as it were, go off and, and do great things for their country. Well, let's hope England can spare you a walk around the block yeah, tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> Good to talk to you, Luke. Thanks very much. Take care. Always a pleasure. Bye. Luke Brilliant. Edwards there from the Telegraph. David Jones, we know from Sky, of course, uh, he, he tweeted this earlier on. It's a weird one. Curiously, more players involved in the World Cup quarterfinals have played for Sunderland than Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and Juventus. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very that? interesting. You probably include Watford. There's got to be a Watford link. I like My favourite stat so far is Neymar. Neymar spent uh, 13 minutes and 53 seconds on the floor in this World Cup. Wow. He was amongst the most fouled, but um, I think he was milking it, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Definitely. Um, Some of the stuff, you'll keep telling us all the things you're supposed to be doing this weekend and trying to get out of. Just a quick one from Dan. He says, I'm going to Centre Parks with the missus and her family who are over from Austria. 3 p.m., they've booked a Segway experience. I've been feigning a knee injury since Tuesday night. (laughs) The girlfriend says, I'm not missing it. Uh, now he says here I don't know if there's a word missing he says I'm afraid I am love or he means I'm afraid I'm in love which means he's doing it <laughs> so uh, Dan either way uh, you're outed um, so uh, yes look, plenty more to come keep those coming tell us what you're up to yeah, I don't think Ian's missing no I don't think, I'm not sensing that from the nature of that no. um, so yeah other things you're getting up to this weekend and trying to get out of tell us your stories and still more TV formats coming in for the former uh, Sweden player Kenneth Anderson. I've got another one as well. Oh, good. Do you want to save that? Well, save it if you like. Go on, then do that. Hello, I'm Jamie East. Now, as well as being on talk radio every afternoon between 1 and 4 pm, I've just started a brand new podcast that I wanted to tell you about. It's called Talk Film. We've got interviews with the big stars like Martin Freeman, Tandy Newton, Josh Brolin, loads of them. And also all of the reviews of the week's big releases. There's a new episode every Thursday available through Apple Podcasts and your favourite podcast app. Just search for Talk Film and give it a whirl. If you like it, please hit that subscribe button. Hi again, Steve. 
Lads, good afternoon. The punters expecting any shocks from the from the the four games, the four quarterfinals. I mean, you, I mean, that's an expectation. You would think if you were going to go for the four, if you're going to have a little accumulator, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's, the difficult one is Brazil, Belgium. That's the one that feels very, very difficult to call. You probably would go France. You'd probably go Croatia. If you're patriotic, yeah. you'd go England. But that Brazil, Belgium, that's a tough game to call. It is the the four favourites to qualify actually, guys: Croatia, France, Brazil, and England. That currently plays around four to one um, for that under to qualify. And I'm looking forward to the Uruguay France game. I've got to say, France are even money to win it in 90 minutes. But I've I've grown to like the referee. It's actually Nestor Pitana, the Argentinian referee. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you watch this game, he used to be a for, he's a former actor. And to me, he looks like Captain Hadley from the Shawshank Redemption. Have a look at that. Clancy Brown, he's a dead ringer for, for Clancy Brown. So I don't know what you think about that. Have a look. Um, I will. Of course, yeah, he's a big lad. I know, I know the ref you mean. Yeah, hmm. Yeah, he's 4-1 to one to show his old friend Red, by the way. Red, of course, was played by Morgan Freeman. Although you've, 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 you've actually been me now for Kenneth, haven't you? So I'm well, like, I mean, well, Ken, you know. we've gone out. I mean, we're, we're, we've basically, yours are all in. They're all in with the broadcasters, all the yeah, ideas we'll, we came we'll up with. we see if any of them are the green lit. But Kenneth... You could say I'm a little bit angry yeah. with Anderson, but uh, well, it's suddenly well, been dropped. <laughs> but there you go. Well, Kenneth, some of the... Uh, some, uh, uh, what have we, we've had some interesting ones on Kenneth. Um, the Sweden defender turns bailiff in Kenneth pay. He'll take it away. No. Uh, you Kenneth teach your granny to suck eggs. Kenneth goes into an old people's home and eats eggs. That's a bit literal, that Jamie, who <laughs> no, sent that one. It was a Chris, great, Chris, a great format Chris Quinn sent the other one. Oh, my God, they've killed Kenneth. That's good. Kenneth stars in Cluedo-style whodunit panel shows. That, now that's Bond. a proper TV show. So Steve. these, these yeah. are, this, I mean, the formats are equally as good for Kenneth. Maybe we can get the two of you together. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll put it towards my agent. See what you think. Yeah, no He's got an agent now. You guys, isn't it? That's you guys, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course, it we're is, your yeah. agent. Yeah, we'll leave it with us and okay. we'll get back to you. Um, Our other client, Tinsel, though, is waiting, isn't he? Yeah, telling Tinsel's coming up soon, so we better move on because he's on more money than you. <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy the games this weekend, Steve. Brilliant Thanks guys. very much. Have a great weekend. Cheers, yes, Cheers, uh, Cheers. Steve. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's very little point me us trying to guess what the scoreline is going to be when we've got uh, a FIFA observer yeah. uh, on the team. Tinsel the Turkey, you joined us throughout our time uh, out in Russia. Um, uh, Tinsel, hi, Tinsel. Yeah, still in Russia, still having a good time apparently, and it's hanging out with all the FIFA bigwigs. And uh, Andy, you had some news of one of the other yeah, predictive I don't know animals. If you've, you've heard this tinsel, but uh, one of the uh, the Jap- Japan's predictive animals, Rabio, the psychic octopus, uh, and basically he's been uh, placed in a plastic pool by Kimio Abe, who caught him. Uh, and what he'd do, he'd go towards it. He's not like you; he hasn't got a lot of knowledge on football. He would he'd do that thing to predict. Which swim towards one, swim one towards bit of food. One, yeah. Two names. But I as Japan prepared to play Belgium, uh, Abe revealed that the creature had been killed. And sold soon as after it correctly forecast the result in the Poland match. They got it right. Yeah. But they still killed him. They turned him into sushi. They turned him into sushi. So uh, what do you make of that, Tinsel? <laughs> it's what he would have wanted, apparently. He knew him. <laughs> he did. He knew him. He was out there. I think they all stick together. They're like the referees. They're for the they Japan all have a hotel, game. All the, all the Yeah, psychic, all the predictive animals. <laughs> predictive animals. They all get together in the same hotel. Yeah, it's a FIFA hotel. Classic bants amongst each other. You'd have liked the navigator, Tinsel. Yeah, the... T- <laughs> Well, he, he stayed there, Midnight Express, he says, <laughs> in Kaliningrad. Now, just so on the basis that if England lose, you could be served up with roast potatoes. Um, <laughs> what, what score are you going for, Tinsel, England, Sweden? 
a comfortable 5 0 to England. <laughs> really he knows so which way his bread is buttered. <laughs> his or bread, a turkey sandwich, or, or as we his call bread it. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tinsel. We'll catch up with you uh, next week. There like we swearing in front of him saying bread sauce. Yeah, it is. You can't say sage and onion. He goes mad. Starts running around the room. <laughs> Not good anyway. So, um, yes, there we are. That's uh, Tinsel the turkey. Or that puppet, as your wife calls it. <laughs> it is Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Uh, we'll bring you the clips of the week a little bit later on, and Tom Macklin will join us. We'll get a view on the World Cup from an American perspective. Uh, but before that, what about the World Cup, and more as it's unfolded on TV. Mm. Martin Kellner has been keeping a close eye on that. Hi, Martin. Hi, thank God it's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday all around on Hawksby and Jacobs. Yes, it's good, isn't it? It's a day earlier for the live football. They'll get a shock when you come in at one o'clock tonight at Talk Radio. Yeah. Yes, indeed, and I'm not even I'm not nowhere near London. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, do you want me to talk about uh, sport on TV? Ideally, yeah. I'd, yes. <laughs> I thought you did. I've just seen it. Uh, well, I've just been watching the tennis actually. Uh, Wimbledon. It's all over the place. BBC One and BBC Two. Mm. Uh, and I've uh, just been watching. Yes, I've been watching the Dow cruising through, and Marion Cilic just got beaten. Wow. By, uh, somebody called Pella, uh, Argentinian, I believe. Right. So, um, yeah, so it's very exciting, the tennis, but not as exciting as the football. No. Uh, which, has been, which has been good fun. Obviously, um, when did you come back? You, you were back on air yesterday, S- weren't you? We were, yeah, we were, we were back in the country sort of Saturday, Saturday night. Very yeah. late Saturday, yeah. So we've seen a bit of the TV oh, coverage from this end. Of course, they're all around the England, all the games since, really. Yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously it was uh, hugely exciting uh, the other night. I watched it at home with my uh, little one, um, who decided that uh, she's very rarely watches football, but got so tense during the uh, penalty shootout. Hmm. Um, she was bringing in sort of nuts and crisps and bits and snacks, right. and she said, "Now, now I know why football fans are so fat. <laughs> it's the tension eating. Yeah. You have to eat." To dispel the tension. Yeah. So this is this is a new theory. Well, it could be the beer as well. It's got something to do with that, yeah. I imagine, as well. Maybe the beer might have something to do with it as well. Um, but yeah, that was great fun. I thought that uh, ITV probably should have had one panellist who wasn't a cheerleader for England, you know? I mean, the, the, O'Neill's been brilliant, and Slavon mm. uh, Bilic has been fantastic during this World Cup. And I thought maybe just one of them to, you know, to counterbalance maybe Lee Dixon and Ian Wright. You know what I mean? It, it was just... It was a bit too England, I thought. There might have been just a, a smidgen more balance. I mean, they could leave that to us at home. We were obviously hugely England at home. Um, but I thought maybe, you know, uh, I thought they, they, they sort of missed, the, missed a bit of an opportunity because they've used um, Martin O'Neill and Snowden Billich on some of the lesser matches, if you like. Mm. Um, well, not lesser, no lesser matches in the World Cup. But some of those matches that were on in the afternoon when people were at work. And I thought it would have been a good opportunity to showcase some of the very fine work. When they did um, the Croatia yeah. game, Martin, the other night, there was a nice little exchange with uh, with Martin O'Neill and uh, and Slavin, where Slavin was saying, we are a very small country, and Martin saying, not as small <laughs> as our country. Yeah. He was straight in there, wasn't he? He was. It's been great. They didn't spike yeah. those two. I really, really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, I also watched uh, Sweden Switzerland on uh, BBC in the afternoon. Our condolences. Um, all... Sorry? Condolences. Our... Yeah, <laughs> it was quite great. a terrible game, wasn't it, really? 
it was a terrible game. And, and going back to those, um, you know, because I've been talking, obviously, constantly to uh, Martha, who's out there covering, who is my daughter, hmm. who's out there covering uh, the World Cup for The Guardian. And she's complained about various things, some of the hotel rooms. She's got to go back to Samara, obviously, for the, uh, for the England match, which she's not pleased about because uh, she didn't like the place. Right, really? Oh, really? 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 Why did you like? Do you like Samara? No, we never got there. We no, so no, we, we'd really. heard mixed reports. It looks, some, it looks quite nice. Some say it's very nice. Others said there's inside. nothing to do. Well, on the internet, it looked great. I, you know, I looked <clears> and had a look round. It looked fine. I mean, obviously, it's where Yuri Gagarin did his training, and also I think where they built Larders years ago. Right. The Larda Samara was uh, was a really bad Russian car. <laughs> occasionally used to, it had a rotary wankle engine. Did he? Uh, did he really? Did. I mean, you can check that out. <laughs> yeah. Have a look. All those Eastern European cars, like Wartburgs and the early Skodas, yeah. they had rotary wankle engines. Of course they did. Wow. Your, your favourite type of engine, isn't it? Now, your tweet. <laughs> God, your t- God. Well, I was just going to say, uh, so she's got to go to Samara. Yes. But, you know, it's mm. the case of the, the tiny violins. It's a three, you know, because mm. she's at the World Cup. Yeah. I have to give, you know, you've gone to the World Cup. It's a dream. Even if some of the hotel rooms aren't, aren't you know, all, all that uh, you might wish for. Um, and I was, I was thinking of that when I was watching the uh, Sweden-Switzerland match. Uh, Alex Scott, who was uh, one of the pundits, a yeah. fine pundit during the uh, World Cup. But... You know, she had tickets to go to the to the England match, which is in the Spartak Stadium, wasn't mm. it? About twelve miles outside yeah. uh, Moscow, and she was worried that if it went into extra time and penalties, she wouldn't get to the England match. Mm. And they sort of just kept on about this. And I thought to myself, you know, she, and she she does look sometimes when she's sitting there as if she's won a competition. <laughs> you know, she, she did, you know she's got every right to be there. She's a, she's a pundit. She's yes. an England international, but she <clears> looks <throat> like she's a competition winner who's been given the chance to uh, to broadcast at mm. the uh, at the World Cup. And I think that's that's the thing with with her as a pundit. Um, it's not the punditry. She needs to sort of own it a bit more, if you know what I mean. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think she's yeah, been, she's been very good. I, th- I think she's been good. I think yeah. she's been perfect. Mm. But when, perfect. when you see her, she doesn't look as though she believes she's quite as good wow. as she is. Wow! Well, okay. well, give her a bit of a so You've got to go and, go and give her a your, pep talk, Martin. Martin. I want to congratulate you on your tweet uh, during the uh, towards <laughs> extra time about. Uh, he was England. Well, he said, "If ITV had a shred of patriotism, they'd hand extra time over to the BBC." I thought it was perfect. Well, of course, it was only only worked if you knew that. They always lose on it. Well, you said it last week, I think, or the week before. They always lose on ITV. I mean, it's a remarkable statistic. 9% um, lot win rate on ITV. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's Martin, I don't know if you've been able to follow the Henley Royal Regatta, because that's going on at the moment. I don't know if they've, if whether the Henry. The Henley Royal Regatta is being televised. Not Henry's Royal Henry Regatta. Ro- Henry's Royal Regatta, <laughs> as Gil Scott Regatta. Harron yeah, once I'm, said. It's on a specialist website. Oh, okay. Uh, I have to, yeah, it's on a specialist website. I've been watching it. Posh um, TV. Of, yeah, a couple of votes, thank. Uh, no, I've not really been watching it. Well, no, there is. I've got something for you, though. The Croatian oh, Brothers. Well, There's two Croatian. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.